And you take this Lake and Riley story, this 22-year-old girl that gets murdered. Where are the protests for her? George Floyd overdosed on fentanyl, okay? He didn't die because Derek Chauvin put his knee on his neck. This is a guy that at gunpoint robbed a woman and threatened to murder her and her baby. And they're gonna build statues of this piece of shit. Somewhere we lost character. We've lost character and we've embraced culture. And people can, they can call me racist all they wanna do. I don't give a damn. We got an administration here, but if they get reelected and we get another four years, this country is done. What do you think? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It is Tuesday, and uh, a couple of things to get into today. Uh, Ronald McDaniel stepped down as the RNC chair. Nikki Haley still refuses to step down, and I want to get back into that Lakin Riley story that happened there in Athens, Georgia. If you are not tuning into the audio-only podcasts that are on Mondays and Wednesdays, I want to encourage you to do so. I enjoy doing them. They're self-produced, and um, I you just imagine me sitting naked on a lawn chair in front of a microphone talking to you. Uh, I did put on pants today for my very special guest, Sarah Gonzalez, the host of Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered on Blaze TV. Hello, my dear friend. How are you? Hi, Chad. I'm good. I will say sometimes... <laughs> You don't. You do have pants on when we uh, when we connect, but sometimes you don't. You take the shirt off. You've done that <laughs> on my true. show before, so I appreciate you I have, also wearing a shirt today. I um, that particular clip where I took my shirt off and ran around your table like a madman <laughs> was funny, although disgusting. Um, that was that was a lot of white white flesh uh, to be exposed <laughs> on there. Uh, anyway, we, we, but you've been sitting here waiting. We've, we've had some technical difficulties getting started. Um, that's the beauty of doing this thing independently the way that we are. Um, that and the fact that when I come up here and do those audio-only podcasts, uh, I start changing wires around. So it's probably my fault. Um, mm. Although conveniently, I like to blame Sarah because we've never had problems unless Sarah comes on the show. Um, it's not Sarah, me. <laughs> I think it could be you. Sarah, the last time you were on the show, uh, as we typically do, or I think I was on your show, uh, as we often do, we tell one another that we love each other. And there was there were people who said, I think that was a Freudian slip. No, Sarah, let's get it out. I love you. And I you love me. Yes, I love you too. I do very much. We want, we want everyone much. to hear that. <laughs> yeah, that was not an accident. We, I say that all the In front of my husband, by the way, because That's it's not like true. that. Get your heads out of the gutter. It's true, and and also uh, I even tell your husband that I love him too. So yes, we, yes, not as much as I tell you. I, I tell you every single day that I love you, and you tell me back. So there, we have gotten the scandalous behavior <laughs> out in the open. I think the out world the would way. do. I think the world would do better with a little more love. Um, and yeah. and I think if you got folks out there that you love, you should tell them. Um, a couple of things to get into. Uh, so Ronald McDaniel stepped down. She should have stepped out a long time ago as the uh, Republican National uh, Committee chairwoman. Um, a dismal failure. I want to know, Sarah, what's your take on the Republican Party as it stands on the federal level? I mean, is there any hope for the Republican Party at this stage in the game as it is? I don't hold much hope. I mean, I don't want to say no flat out because— if they picked the right person maybe to come in and shake it up, they might see some success. But what I can tell you is this. 
I don't anticipate ever, 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 ever giving a dime of my money to the <laughs> RNC, ever. I, no. I don't know why you would. I mean, you had Rana Romney McDaniel. I like to remind everyone this is a Romney that we're talking about here at the end of the day. Rana Romney McDaniel, who went around spending money on flowers, you know, floral arrangements and limo rides and all of these hoity-toity things sh so she could live her elitist life while not spending the money where it counts, getting the grassroots vote out. I saw a chart and it, and it, uh, it compared the RNC's expenses and the DNC's expenses. I'm sure you saw it. And when you got down to the line that was like, get out the vote text messaging, the Democrats had spent over a million dollars on get out the vote <coughs> text messaging. The RNC's was like 26,000 or something. I mean, you are talking about wow. a complete and utter failure on so many multiple levels. But here's the thing that really gets me. That just shows you, I, I don't, I don't believe that this is, that this is incompetence. I don't, I just don't think they care. They don't care at the end of the day about furthering the conservative cause. These people who are in charge at the very top on the federal level at the RNC, and I would argue some of them on Capitol Hill, they don't actually care. They don't want to advance the causes that we argue for all the time. They just want to hold on to power. And you saw that play out with Ronna McDaniel. So, you mm -hmm. know, good riddance. Gotta go. See you, yeah. Trick. She's out. Uh, I'm glad she's out. Uh, you know, did you keep up at all this week with the back and forth between Megan McCain and Carrie Lake? Did you see any of that? I did. I did a little bit. It was. It was. I, it was not nice. There were some. There were some naughty words being said on the internet. Yeah, you know, Carrie Lake, uh, from what I could tell, extended an olive branch to Megan McCain and said, "Listen, we're we're in this together. Let's get together, have a beer, have a lunch." cup of coffee. Let's see if we can get along. And, you know, we, we both want the same things. And um, Megan McCain retweeted that olive branch that said, no peace, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like father, like daughter, I, I would say in regards to that. And I, I bring that up because what you just said about the Republicans at the top, the RNC, I mean, John McCain was the epitome of that. And mm -hmm. uh, so many, the Mitch McConnells, the Lindsey mm -hmm. Grahams, they're the epitome of what is wrong with the Republican Party. That's why I despise it when people refer to me as a Republican. I just, yes. I've never been affiliated with a political party. And I just don't trust any of them because when the party gets involved, power gets involved. And I think it's all corrupted, you know? So, uh, you know, it, you and, and the best example that we're living with, with right now is what's going on with Nikki Haley. She got trounced in South Carolina this week. Uh, that was called in like less than a minute um, <laughs> in her own in her own county. You know, she's from Bamberg, South Carolina. In her own county, Trump beat her by over 30%. I mean, that's an ass-whipping of epic proportions. And she says, hey, 40%, you know, we got 40% of the vote here. That's not nothing. Bitch, yes, it is. <laughs> that is literally nothing. Why do you think she's holding on this way? I mean, what, what's your take on that whole deal? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that her donors... Now, I did see that one of her major donors has pulled their funding since the just embarrassing South Carolina loss. But I think for the most part, she thinks if she has enough funding to keep her in until they can finally manage to throw Donald Trump in prison <laughs> and throw away the key, that she can somehow become, uh, you know, her, her way, she can make her path 
to becoming the nominee because I, there's no other way. There's no other reason. There's no other way yeah. that this plays out. And I'm not even saying that that will play out the way that it is, but it seems to be the only, the only way, the only path to her success. And I guess it, I, I, I hesitate to even say success because that wouldn't really be any success of hers. That would just be her taking advantage of a weaponized, you know, uh, federal system. But that, that has yeah. to be it. It's so embarrassing. I mean, you saw her go out there after the South Carolina loss. And she was, the words that she was saying wasn't matching up with the look on her face and the tone uh, in which she spoke. She she was talking like, oh, we this is actually a win for us. But the look on her face showed she wasn't even buying the bullshit that she was selling. Like she does not <laughs> believe she has a path to success. She clearly was trotted out to say that. And she didn't even give a convincing message that she even believed it. That's when you know you got it bad. That's, I mean, it's horrible to watch. It's yeah. embarrassing. And the, the the blatant display of, of disingenuousness that I see on both sides with different ones, like the people that keep propping up Nikki Haley or Nikki Haley herself propping herself up, she doesn't believe any of that. You're exactly right. She doesn't believe any of that. But they have to. And there are a lot of people that are doing it on the left trying to prop up Joe Biden. These people are paid to say those things. They don't truly believe them. And that's why uh, uh, Jenna Ellis is making such a fool out of herself on Twitter. You know, a former Trump staffer. What was her role? Was she an attorney? What, what, did, what, what did she do? I believe, I believe she was an attorney for him. Yeah. I mean, she played a role and and she was a big Trump supporter, so to speak, and then she became a very big Ron DeSantis supporter. And like now, I think the internet, the whole purpose when she tweets, everybody has formed together to make sure she gets ratioed. Like everything <laughs> she says is just blatantly stupid. Um, and it's like, are you being paid to say these things? Like, is this just part of your agreement with the courts in Georgia? that you have to just come out and speak out against Donald Trump? I mean, what what's motivating her? I mean, any thought on that? Well, I mean, I think that there is a certain group of people. Now, look, if she's if she's capitalizing off of it financially, then I guess, hey, who am I to who am I to to tell her that she's maybe that's just she's just working the system and good for her. But I would say probably what's more likely, sadly, I would say, Chad, because really, who would pay her to do that? Nobody likes her. Right. That just wouldn't be doing anything. But Really, I think that there's just a certain subsect of people who Trump just broke. Like they, like they're yeah. just broken. I mean, I, it's not just her. It's like she, she. There's this coalition of people who Trump have broken on the left and the right. I saw a video of Eric Swalwell uh, earlier this morning where he's talking about he, exactly. his caption for his video. Yeah, it's like Trump is Putin. Putin is Trump. Trump, and I'm just like. Oh my gosh, like there's you just can't win with these people. It doesn't matter what Trump does. It doesn't matter if he gets into office and he is again the greatest president, you know, um of of our lifetime other than COVID, right? It it doesn't matter. He could do everything right and these people will still just hate him and screech about him no matter what. He just broke them. I think in Jenna's case, I think it was I think it was the all of the election stuff. I think it was the you know, yeah. the the fact that she had to go into a courthouse and plead guilty and he didn't he didn't pay for her legal expenses. I think that that just personally hurt her. And you know how women get when they are personally hurt and they feel scorned. Uh, which, I don't know nothing uh, about that. I don't know nothing about how women get pissed off. 
Really? Uh, nothing. No, you I don't seem know nothing to, about You all seem that. to jump in really quick about <laughs> that. I was just making a generalization. But, you know, it's just, it's it's funny because in the case of Jenna Ellis, uh, she got all uptight and bent out of shape when I said that women should not be president because they are emotional and and or emotionally manipulative. And then, but it's like, it's Jenna's actions in stuff like that that proves my point that generally speaking, women are just too emotional uh, to handle things like that. So anyway, I think that that's what it is with her is just more of this, this subsect of people who just Trump just literally broke them. It's just, it's, it's wild to me because you know me, I've never been like, I've never been an, uh, uh, a never Trumper. I, right. Now I will say just, just so my record is clear, I did not vote for him in 2016 because I was, I was concerned because I didn't see a track record. I changed my tune on him almost immediately when I saw him come in and do the things that he said that he was going to do. And, yeah. but like, I, I haven't been someone who's like, oh, if, if Ron DeSantis doesn't get in, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I can't, you know, I, that's never been me. Um, and I just try to call balls and strikes the way that I see them. And I just don't understand these people who Trump seems to have broken. They can't view things objectively anymore when it has to do with him. I want to uh, I want to come back to Jenna Ellis because that's that's an intriguing conversation. I want to I want to get into how she came after you. Uh, let's take a quick little break though, uh, and I want to remind you guys that uh, you might disagree, but listen, things aren't as dismal as they seem. There is a point, you know, uh, your family, your future, their future. Um, you know, you guys deserve a chance. You deserve protection. You deserve to be self-reliant. You deserve to be taken care of. And, and no matter how dismal things are out there, there's always hope. And I'll tell you what, it adds to your hope when you're prepared for whatever comes. And I want you to do that with My Patriot Supply. Listen, MyPatriotSupply.com has helped millions of American families prepare for the absolute worst scenario that could happen especially in these days with an uncertain future. Um, I want you to get the four-week emergency food kit by Ready Hour, 16 food and drink varieties. Um, you, There's plenty of delicious food to have. And listen, I, I'm not talking about World War III here. I'm talking about storms. I'm talking about anything that could happen uh, that, that suddenly you can't get to the store or things, you know, supply chain goes down, whatever. Make sure you got food to eat for your family. With My Patriot Supply, you're going to have 2,000 calories a day, so you're going to be just fine. It's sealed inside those ultra-durable storage containers, so it'll store up to 25 years in the right environments. So go to my special website, preparewithchad.com, and uh, get the Ready Hour 4-Week Food Kit. You get it for $60 off right now. Also, you're going to get free shipping. So protect yourself, protect your people, protect your family. Uh, if you're not ready, uh, get ready, Okay. Start preparing with preparewithchad.com. Preparewithchad.com. Sarah, yes. I love you because, for so many reasons, but you don't take any crap off of anybody. And, uh, <laughs> like, I was in a situation this week where I had a little confrontation with somebody. I told you about it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was thinking, how would Sarah respond in this situation? <laughs> and because uh, I got a little bit uncool with this person and told them what exactly what I thought to their face. And I was like, Sarah might have cut this person. <laughs> she might have. I knew there was a reason I brung my razor. Um, and when Jenna came after you, Jenna Ellis came after you this week, I, I was entertained by that because you had made the comment in, in response to Nikki Haley crying about her husband being deployed. And you said, this is why um, we shouldn't have a woman president. 
because again, they tend to reason emotionally. You know, I've gone on record on my show in the past. I think you were on the show where I said we shouldn't, I don't think we should have women in combat. I mean, I, just, I agree. I'm, yep. I, mean, I don't think we should have women in combat. I don't, yep. um, I don't, anyway, I'm not going to get back into that argument, but, and then like you said, Jenna just blew up and got all emotional all over mm -hmm. you. And I'm like, I don't know why this lady doesn't know when to stop. I mean, she's standing in the hole and keeps on digging. Right. Yeah. But anyway, I, it, it is bizarre. And so you're like, well, I mean, I'm just sitting here watching you prove my point. And so right. anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's, it, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I've got a I was question, say, but go ahead and say that thought. Okay. Well, I, I just want to point out too, that, um, I think that their response was like, oh, well, Donald Trump called Nikki Haley bird brain. You want to talk about yeah. emotional. I'm like, Donald Trump was not, he's not emotional when he calls people names. Like, that's just him. That's just his personality. He'll call anyone a name. That doesn't mean that he's emotional. It's just, I, I would call it more of like a, a tactic in trying to psych someone out uh, rather yeah. than like an emotional response. I've never seen Donald Trump get emotional about anything. No, he just likes to stir it up and see where the chips fall. And, and he's yeah, pretty successful. Exactly. I mean, it fascinates me that, you know, just last week I see a picture of Ted Cruz that Ted Cruz posts with Donald Trump. And it was like, he told you your <laughs> wife was ugly. <laughs> yes, but, yes. But they, and they that, all. And didn't he, and also like that his dad was a murderer or something, right? <laughs> yeah. like, so you're, he called your dad a murderer and, you're, and he said your wife was ugly and you're still like. <laughs> Giving the thumbs up in the picture. And I mean, there they are. They're buddies again, right? The whole thing is, oh, it's wild, wild. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, so here we are. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want a woman president. I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that. And people could say whatever they want to say, but I do think um, I haven't looked at any of the straw polls. Last time you and I talked on this show, we talked about who possibly Donald Trump would pick. I think you said Lee Zeldin. I said. Christy Noem. I still sort of stand by that. I think mm -hmm. there's a good possibility of that. Um, we'll see. Has your opinion on that changed before we move on to another topic? Well, clearly I was wrong because Lee yeah. Zeldin has not been floated in any of those. So my the little birdie that told me that clearly uh, was not well-informed there. But I, I mean, I think it has to be no more Scott at this point. Um I know that he floated a couple others, but, you know, Ron DeSantis said that he wasn't going to do it. Ron DeSantis was one of the names. Ron DeSantis already said he's not interested in being vice president. Now, it wouldn't be the first time that a politician was like, I would never do that and then does it. But I, I just don't see that happening. So I yeah. think that he's left with Christy Noem or Tim Scott. Now, I, I mean, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, Chad, because, you know, Christy Noem does have the, that scan, the affair scandal out there. And I wonder if that, would hurt her too much in the process. But I then again, affairs don't seem to matter these days to the electorate. So I don't know. What, what's well, you, your take you, on that? You know, well, I'll tell you this. It would seem that these Republican women do like to run train. I mean, like every one of them <laughs> have, have- Including done, Nikki. It, including Nikki. I mean, because that was the whole deal. You know, and that's what I responded to with you and Jenna. I said, she's crying over her husband being deployed and back home in South Carolina. I think they named a train station after her. Um, <laughs> it, it so, you know, I mean, Lauren Boebert getting felt up in a theater. Mm -hmm. And these girls, these girls are, they're frisky, man. Do you think, are, is there any legs to that deal with Christy Noem? Because I don't know. And I'm not going to ask her. I could, but I ain't gonna. Uh, 
who was that? Was it the accusation with Corey Lewandowski? Yes, yes. And from what I from what I saw, it all appeared to be true. Hmm. Corey Lewandowski. I, I mean, I'm not even like a fair aside. I'm judging her more for her taste in <laughs> men <laughs> than I am for infidelity. Honestly, at this point, I'm like, honey, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. Yeah. You have all this going for you. Why would you pick Corey Lewandowski as a as a side uh, lay? That's yeah. I'm. Yeah. I, I question your judgment now. <laughs> yeah. Again, you made the point. Sadly, affairs don't seem to matter anymore, um, and you know, marital statuses, those kind of things, don't seem to matter anymore. I, it's weird. And the other thing that I think is a is a peg against Christy Noem is, and she has said herself that South Dakota only represents three electoral votes. So it may not be strategic for her to have that. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens in a deal like that. Um, but it, it, what's going to happen is going to happen. And I don't know. I don't know. But no, I don't think it's Lee Zeldin. Um, this story that came out of Georgia, I talked about it on the Audio Only podcast rather passionately. If you missed that, go back to yesterday's Audio Only podcast and listen to what I said about the uh, University of Georgia, Augusta University nursing student, Lakin Riley. 22 years old, who was murdered, allegedly, by a Venezuelan uh, who's here illegally. And uh, he had been apprehended in New York for violence to someone under the age of 17 and no license. And rather than uh, keep him there because the detention center was full or deport him and get rid of his ass, uh, they let him move about the country. And he wound up in Georgia where he beat Lake and Riley to death while she was out for a jog. Um. Sarah, first of all, you're not allowed to ever go anywhere alone, okay? Okay. I told my, I, I'm, right. I'm telling you, my thing to women is don't. Yeah, we just don't. It's not the same country. It's not the same country we grew up in. Nobody is safe. Um, Trump said about, in the context about MS-13 a couple of years ago, he said these are rapists and murderers mm -hmm. that are coming across mm -hmm. the southern border. Mm-hmm. Where's the lie? I mean, everybody said, oh, he's being racist and all that. No, he was talking about MS-13 gang members and cartel members in the context, and everybody used that against him. Now we know that Maduro has basically emptied the Venezuelan prisons, mm -hmm. and all of those men are here. They've they've come to America. I mean, this was a Fidel Castro tactic, right? Uh, and, and they've released them here. How likely do you think it will be that something violent pops off, or we start to see an increase in trend in rapes, murders, violent attacks in 2024. How likely do you think that is? I wouldn't even say it's likely. I would say it's inevitable. I mean, mm. it's inevitable. What other conclusion could you come to when you have an influx of completely unvetted strangers pouring into the interior of the country? There is no way that it doesn't keep happening, and uh, yeah. much more frequently as well. I mean, you're, and, and by the way, Chad, I want to say something about the MS-13 comments that Donald Trump made way back when that he got slammed for and he was taken out of mm -hmm. context for. I don't. I, I, what pisses me off about that is that 
he shouldn't have even had to say MS-13. You don't have to be an MS-13 gang member to be a bad guy. I mean, the idea right. that if you have brown skin, you must have pure intentions coming into the interior of the country is just ridiculous. Like, of course there are going to be rapists and murderers and criminals and drug dealers and sex traffickers and bad people coming into the interior of the country, just like there are bad people yeah. in every in every society ever. So the idea that because they're coming here and the color of their skin is dark, Darker than white people here in America, they mu we can never say that there are any bad people coming across is just absolutely preposterous. Of course, we're going to see more crime. Of course, we're going to see more of this. And it's absolutely reprehensible because it was all, all preventable. It was all preventable. And Joe Biden yeah. has chosen to do nothing. Well, the argument that I gave the listeners uh, on yesterday's podcast was this, because everybody's saying, oh, you're not going to call out the fact that white people have murdered and so other people. Shut the... This was something, this murder happened because of federal policy. Right. Mur murder is illegal. We know that. Murder is a bad thing, no matter what the color of anybody's skin is. But this murder happened because of yes. this administration's policy. This this. So Joe Biden literally has blood on his hands. This yes. girl's death is on this administration. They bear the burden of guilt for this girl's murder. And this guy should have been deported. And now everybody online wants to keep saying, well, legally we can't deport Venezuelans. Have you seen that? No. Check that out. So apparently there is some kind of legality there that says we can't deport Venezuelans. Um, bullshit. I tell you what you do, you put them on a C-130 cargo plane and you drop them off at about 5,000 feet over their fucking country. I, I would say that's a good way to deport them. Um, I, I say cut their heads off, put them on a pike and post it down there at the southern border for every one of these bastards is trying to climb through the razor wire and say, this is what's going to happen mm -hmm. here. And, and, you know, people go, you're advocating for violence. You're fucking right I am. I am. At this stage in the game, I am. And I promise you, and I've said this over and over again, I'm going to get in trouble for this, and I don't care. If that was one of my daughters, mm. I'd say goodbye to everybody. I love you, but you won't be seeing me again. And I'm not going to tell you what I'd do next, but I'm not coming home. I'm not coming home. And so yeah. we're getting to a boiling point. If the federal government is not going to protect us, and they're not, it's going to pop off in 2024. Something, something is going to, and, and it's going to be triggered by something that happens either on the part of the left or the part of the illegals that are here because I've been to those countries. I don't want to live in Venezuela, and I don't want Venezuela living here. I, I don't want, you know, you understand what I'm saying? I don't want that. And those people aren't coming here to be Americans. What are yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, of course they're not. They, you know, they, they, the left wants us to... to embrace the idea that diversity is our strength and that it's all about diversity. And really, if you look at communities, like cohesively cannot exist with too much diversity. You have to assimilate. You have to, you know, embrace the culture that you are entering rather than creating all of these divisions, creating all of these chasms. Of course, you're not going to be able to cohesively exist. But, you know, it, it's just, it's interesting going back to the argument that you say that the left makes 
Um, oftentimes I would say it's 100% disingenuous when they say, well, what about the white people that are murdering? Well, first of all, I'm not concerned with the color of their skin. I'm concerned with, are they a citizen or not? Because if they're a citizen, unfortunately, right. there's little that we can do about it other than throw them in prison uh, and you know throw away the key. But the things that we can be doing, it's like, okay, so if you would look at a graph and say, all right, so here's the deal. And I'm not saying this number is true, but just as, a, as an example. Okay, so we can say that 20% of violent crime is done by people who are in this country illegally. Okay, great. So if you're telling me that we can eliminate a certain percentage of violent crime by removing these people from the company and not allowing uh, the country and not allowing them to enter, wouldn't you want to reduce the crime by not allowing these people in? Like, it's just preposterous to me that people don't understand. Yeah, got it. We can't do anything about the citizens, but let's do something about the thing that we can do something about. Like, it's just, yeah. why would you not want to do that? You want more innocent Americans to die than need to just to prove a political point? It's disgusting. Yeah. And you you alluded to something a minute ago. There's no, there's no, uh, sainthood bestowed upon somebody because they have a darker shade of melanin in their skin tone. Right. But that's that's what you would think that America, woke America, is trying to push. Hey guys, you know, for 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, trust me, they are the only one. And uh, Patriot Mobile has been a great supporter of this show, and I'm proud to continue partnering with them. You know, Patriot Mobile offers uh, dependable nationwide coverage, and they give you access to all three major networks, which means you're going to get the same dependable coverage that you're accustomed to without funding leftist causes. See, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message. You're saying that you support free speech, religious liberty, uh, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our first responder, and our military heroes. And they have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which is going to make switching so easy. You can keep your number, keep your phone. Call them up. They'll help you upgrade with a brand new phone. Whatever you need, their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. You go to patriotmobile.com slash chad. Uh, you call them on the phone if you want to, 972-PATRIOT. Talk to them. And you get free activation when you use promo code CHAD. I spell it Chad. That's right. Join me. Make the switch today. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Chad. That's patriotmobile.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Call them up. 972-PATRIOT. I mean, you look at this Gemini AI crap that's be or whatever that's being pushed out. And I haven't really studied all. I just see the memes of all the black founding fathers and the Native American founding fathers because apparently... You know, th that's that's the revisionist history that AI is pushing out there now, is that they don't like white people. <laughs> Didn't you, you? Did you learn something new, Chad? That our founding fathers were actually black. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> maybe I, my question is: Did those black founding fathers own slaves? Um, <laughs> let me let me jiggle around with that AI a little bit and see what we come back with. Dave Rubin posted something pretty good. I want to read it to you. Uh, he posted, he said, America is splitting into two realities, one where people believe the country was founded by trans, black, disabled lesbians. <laughs> they eat bug slime, and white people are forced to live in hamster cages, and the other, a normal place. <laughs> Uh, and it's it's again it's all because of the freaking Google Gemini, that's what it is. Google is trying to do that. 
Um, and this person responded to Dave and said, this is so incredibly misleading and unintelligent. Come on, Dave, just tell the truth. One side is bought by uh, bought off by the 1% to spread propaganda so their side can vote against their best interest and make the rich richer. The other, well, they're just incompetent. You're part of the LGBTQ plus community and you're spreading hate to them and yourself. Aww. That's how good the money is. You've sold your soul, my friend. I feel sorry for you and the reality you have to live in. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, listen, when you have... You know, my I, well, you and I were talking about it. My Instagram at Watch Chad. My Instagram has grown by twenty thousand followers just in the last week. Okay, uh, the one particular day uh, that I posted a video about the Kansas City shooting and the fact that the media refused to call out that these people were black, they mm -hmm. said it was because they were underage. They weren't underage. They were eighteen and twenty-two. Uh, you know, eleven thousand people followed me. 16,000 people followed me because of that one video. People are sick of this crap. This revisionist idea of just denying reality. Um, I talked to my daughter who is in a major city on the West Coast right now performing. And I told her, I told, text all my kids. I'm like, keep your head on a swivel. Be careful. Don't go out alone. Don't be anywhere like that. Is you know, There's people out there that don't think like you do, okay? I don't want them walking in fear, but I'm also trying to warn them and to be vigilant. Mm -hmm. And she said, just in the last three days, she said, four of our vehicles have been broken into wow. um, in this city while they're there, the, the, the people she has to travel with for work. She said wow. four of the vehicles have been broken into. The cities have become a nightmare. There's, there's websites out there now that are dedicated to tracking, specifically tracking the violence that's happening in Chicago on a daily basis. And they're breaking it down statistically, like not only who got shot, but where they got shot. And statistically, your chances of getting shot and where on your physical body you're going to get shot oh just gosh. by being, it's that specific now in Chicago. There is a murder in Chicago every 22 hours. Oh. This year in 2024. Uh, so, Tell me about that progressive policy. Tell me about how that Democrat leadership there in, in these progressive cities is doing well. We're not, are we not allowed to call that out? I mean, it's a statistical fact mm -hmm. that, that these people are murdering each other, that 15% of the population is doing 55% of the violent crime in America. It's true. We're going to start seeing these statistics when it comes to illegals. And again, th this is about the content of your character. This has nothing to do with your skin color. Somewhere we lost character. We've lost character and we've embraced culture. And people can, they can call me racist all they want to do. I don't give a damn about the 0.00001% of your DNA that determines your skin color. I don't. Culturally, we're going to hell. We got an administration here that if they get reelected, I don't know if we can come back from where we are, honestly. But if they get reelected and we get another four years or they put another puppet in there like Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama and give them eight years, this country is done. What do you think? I can't disagree with you there. Um, and I would like to point out, Chad, 
Uh, I did get a 23andMe test. I am 2% Sub-Saharan African, so I would like to speak to you as a subject matter expert on this as a, a, an African woman. Um, I would like to just point out as well that, A, going back to the Kansas City shooting, um, A, the they said, oh, well, they're, they're underage. We have to keep their information private. Really? Could I introduce you to my friend Kyle Rittenhouse? Yeah. Or Nick May, might I introduce you to him because his name was released almost immediately and everyone on the left wanted him dead. So it's fascinating how those privacy policies only apply when you are a certain skin color. And, you know, yeah. to your point about um, uh, the the changing to where character doesn't matter anymore. And the thing is, like, I can you can predict it so quickly now. Like we we played on my show the day of the shooting. Um, we played the, uh, they had a picture of the suspects being arrested and you could tell that one of them was black. And I said, put the picture up. And I said, well, this story is going to go away. You're not going to hear much about these people. You're not going to, you're not going to hear, you're not going to get all the narratives that you're not going to hear about that anymore because they of course, uh, don't fit the narrative that the left and the mainstream media want to push. And then sure enough, it's been like pulling teeth to get, you know, different details, like how, I don't know, how there was a stolen gun that was obtained. So of course, you're not going to hear the details. Of course, we're not going to hear the facts that we need to hear about what we can be doing to stop this nonsense because they yeah. make it all about culture and they say you are a racist. Well, not me because I am, as I pointed out, sub-Saharan African, but you are a racist for saying, hey, there's a problem here and I don't care about the color of your skin at the end of the day, but I want to fix the problem. So how can we achieve that? And by the way, Thank our you. government overlords love that because all that does is it just creates more chaos. We can't solve the problem because yeah. they just call us a racist and keep uh, keep perpetuating the problem and it gets worse and worse and worse. And then what? who do people turn to in times of more chaos? The government. So they don't want to stop yeah. it. The government definitely doesn't want to. I mean, if you take the the you know if you take the chickens out of the chicken fight, there ain't no ain't no chickens to fight no more. And I mean, right. they, and so they they want us fighting with each other. And then somebody like you or me comes along that actually does genuinely care about people. Yeah, like yeah. I genuinely do care about people, and I, I've got the track record to prove it. I mean, my God, I spent my twenties and thirties in Africa for crying out loud. I wasn't over yeah. there for the food. <laughs> um, you know, I was over there actually working with people and trying to help people. And I mean, I've got a proven track record. I've been, I've been in every country in Central and South America. I've worked with these people. I've been in these villages and these, you know, people. I, I understand what, exactly what I'm talking about here. It, so you can't tell me, you, you can't sit there and say, well, you got a problem with skin color. I don't give a damn about your skin color. Right. I don't like white trash either. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of white trash that, that has no you know sense of values either. Uh, I was in a place this weekend, and my head was on a swivel, and I promise you, there wasn't nothing but white folks in there, but they were that <laughs> kind of white folks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and I was like, I'm not comfortable here. I told my crew, I was like, I'm not necessarily comfortable here, so watch your back. And there wasn't a single person of color within a 30-mile radius. So. Right. Uh, all that stuff aside, it's like this is the world we're living in. We have no morals. We have no conscience. We have no value of human life. We have no regard for the sanctity of life. Uh, you know, people people have lost their damn minds. We're fatherless. The nuclear family has been demonized. 
And you take this Lake and Riley story, this 22-year-old girl that gets murdered. Where are the protests for her? George Floyd overdosed on fentanyl, okay? Mm -hmm. He didn't die because Derek Chauvin put his knee on his neck. He overdosed on fentanyl. This is a guy that at gunpoint robbed a woman and threatened to murder her and her baby. And they're going to throw six funerals for him with a golden coffin, and everybody's going to eulogize him like he put murals up, you know, St. George Floyd. And they're going to build statues of this piece of shit. And, and, then, and then you got this poor girl, a nursing student, and I know exactly where she was when she was murdered. I went to school there. I know exactly where she was at the University of Georgia. And, and uh, where are the protests? Where are the protests? It's like, no, you're just going to sweep this under the rug. Well, I'm at a point, Sarah, and I don't know, and I'm telling you this as my friend because I love you and, and I'm just getting this off my chest. Other people can listen into this conversation if they want, but but I'm I'm going to get in trouble because I'm at a point where I have almost like a conviction from God to start calling this crap out, and and it's sure. like it, enough is enough. The statistics are there, the reality is there. If we don't, we lose everything because we've lost. When I say make America great again, I, I told people on the podcast yesterday. I said go watch Uncle Tom too. You know, the biggest mm -hmm. impact that when they put that movie out and you were there, you know, I were together when we saw it, we saw the premiere, is the damage the civil rights movement did to the black community, the damage that Democrats did, the damage that people like Lyndon Johnson did to the black community. You know, these, these you know, the black community, yeah, America wasn't great. There were Jim Crow laws. There was segregation. There was a lot of bad things. But within the black community itself— there was dignity, there was pride, there was nuclear family, there were values, they were going to church, they were putting on suits and ties, they weren't sagging their pants walking down the street. You know what I'm saying? And Democrats ruined all of that, you know? And so, so what I'm saying is, Noah, make America great again. I don't want to go back to Jim Crow segregation, but that's what these assholes are trying to do now. Yeah. They're trying to segregate again. And instead of saying colored people, it's people of color. What, what's the damn difference? And that's the focus that's out there anymore. So I love you. I may get in trouble. We'll see. But I'm, no, I'm going no, to call this stuff out. Well, I mean, again, because who cares? At the end of the day, who cares if someone calls you, uh, uh, you know, one of the many phobes or a racist <laughs> or whatever they want to call you? It's like, who cares? If it's true, I'm going to say it. And you can call me whatever you would like. But by the yeah. way, I'm pretty confident that you are going to call me all of those things anyway. So at least I can know that I'm speaking truth. And if, if, yeah. if you want to get your feelings hurt about it, that's fine. I'm going to continue trying to work for actual solutions. I saw a tweet. I should have saved it. Somebody asked the question about the Lake and Riley murder and said, you know, why aren't there protests in the street? You know, why aren't we celebrating her life? And, and someone on Twitter, a, a black person, responded and said, why would we celebrate this white bitch? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Like, no. I'm sorry if if if... if that is the mindset, and I know that is not the prevailing mindset amongst common, decent people of any color. I understand that that's a retarded person <laughs> that was given a platform and a keyboard to say dumb things. I don't in any way, shape, or form think that that is the prevailing mindset. But as long as that type of mentality exists, mm -hmm. we've got a problem in our society because, because that is a cancerous mindset. 
That's a cancerous ideology. It's a cancerous worldview. And we're not going to make it anywhere. We have no future. Because that right there is, it just shows you the pervasive brainwashing that has happened in our country. Yeah. It's devastating yeah. to me. It's it's heartbreaking. It it really is. Well, I think that the, the true test too, Chad, will be... Um, Sure, that's not a prevailing, uh, you know, idea ideology that this person just tweeted out. But who in that person's community is going to put them in check and say, "You can't say we don't believe that. You can't say these things." Who will do yeah. that? Because that's yeah. the true test. You may not agree with it. That's fine. But are you going to, uh, you know, are you going to police these people so that they don't make the entire community look bad? So far, I haven't seen enough of that, and that's what troubles me. Is that it's like. Not only do uh, minorities, I think a lot of minorities understand what the issue is. They're just too scared to speak up about it. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It really is. Um, yeah. And you're right. Where's the accountability? Where are the consequences right. for that type of you, – you should be held accountable for that type. I, I, again, I believe in you free be speech. I, believe, I mean, you should be ashamed. But again, when your conscience is seared and you have been taught that someone is an enemy just because of their skin color, that's ultimately going to be generationally, that's going to be the result. And it's going to get exponentially worse as we move forward into the future. Yeah. And when you have politicians on every level who are continuing, and a media that's continuing to bait the populace with that type of stuff, mm -hmm. it's a powder keg. It is a powder keg. You say, well, you're a right white guy. You can't talk about it. Um, I can because I live in this country, and I have to deal with everyone. And just like you do, when I walk into a public place, I, I don't walk in and start judging people by their political affiliations or ask them anything. I, I mean, <laughs> you know me. I walk. I, I go wherever I want to go. I love everybody. I'm a people person. Went to the Waffle House uh, Friday morning in, in the hood, I was the only white person there, and I made friends. We had a happy time eating our scattered, smothered, covered, peppered, and chunked. We get them double browns, eggs over medium. I mean, we had a, we had a good time in there visiting with each other. I don't think about stuff like that. I'm not worried about. It I'm not walking in fear. But, but when it's the mindset that everybody has of this, just this pervasive, toxic hate that's bothering me. And then the fact that we can't talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. And I'm going to mm -hmm. talk about it. So there it is. There it is. I want to tell you, though, about our uh, our sponsor, United Patriot Coin. You know, if you follow me on social media at all, United Patriot Coin's been a good friend of mine for a long, long time. Uh, they are who I trust for gold and silver. A lot, of, a lot of times people in their hard economic times are trying to figure out, you know, this, you know, economic uncertainty that we're living in with all these weird things that are going on in our world. What do you do? Well, I always advise people, you need to have some gold and silver. And I know there are people out there who say, we well, can't eat gold and silver. Trust me, you need some gold and silver on hand. You need some bullion. You need some coins. You need some stuff you can barter with. There's various things you can use to do that with, but some gold and silver would be a good thing to have on hand. So the folks that I trust, unitedpatriotcoin.com, head over there. You can call them on the phone as well. Talk to Trey on the phone. Tell them Chad sent you. And uh, he'll walk you through all kind of investment opportunities that are out there. So check them out. Sarah Gonzalez, unfiltered on Blaze. I, how's the show going? People watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
Apparently, I mean, listen, <laughs> I'm not sure, but all I know is that I still have my job. So I think yeah. I think people watch that shit. I think but they do. I watch it, it every night. Um, it's fun. It, it's, I, I have fun with it. And really, that's all that matters, Chad. <laughs> it's a great show. I love the new set and I love the new look. I am coming on Monday. I'm going to come on the show Monday. So tell your yes. producers that I'm yes. going to come. Yes, and be there. I've, I don't, I don't I've know already you, told him. Mark I don't it. know if you can announce anybody else, but um, uh, I won't be the only guest on there. But I, We should I'm have gonna, a very special guest joining us, and it will be a very, very good guest. time. So, I, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then before I let you go, and by the way, your show is consistently ranked at least 10 places higher than mine. <laughs> so yes, people are watching it. Okay. And yeah. They're not that you're not it. that I you're bitter it. about it or anything. I'm not bitter, but I am watching the the charts. <laughs> I'm checking out the charts and seeing what's you coming up. for me. No, no, <laughs> I want you to succeed far more than I want to succeed myself. Um, because you have a future, kid. You're younger than me. I'm old. I'm over the hill. I'm washed up. Let me go. Walk away. <laughs> um, Texas is in its early voting right now. Yeah, and. Um, Everybody's texting me, you know, anytime the people who are really tuned into politics and they're actually a part of the primary elections that are happening, my phone blows up with people wanting to know who I'm voting for or who they yep. should vote for. Yep. Does yours do that? Do you get a lot of oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I know that, uh, you know, I've encouraged people <laughs> on the on the Texas Court of, you know, Criminal Appeals Court. Appeals, yeah. Uh, Shank, Finley. And um, uh, who's Parker. the other one? Parker. Because, you know, we have Soros-backed and funded uh, members of that court that have stood in the way of our Attorney General Ken Paxton from being able to fight voter fraud in the state of Texas. we got to change all of that. Um, do you have a pick for that Supreme Court seat? Yes, I, John Devine. Is, yeah. is my pick for that. And I completely agree with you. Uh, we've got to get David Shank, Lee Finley, and Gina Parker in uh, to allow Ken Paxton to do his job. I don't think people realize he had like 900 pending cases of voter fraud that he was trying to, to work on whenever this ruling came down in 2021. And he had to stop working on all of them. So yeah. uh, it's mind boggling to me that this was something that the courts would not allow him to do. And now his hands are tied. So it's just yeah. so important. If we lose Texas, I mean, like, let's just pack it in and call it a day because I think screwed. we're done here. Yeah. Absolutely screwed. I also like uh, Walker for that Supreme Court seat. Um, the guy that's there now has got to go, or the person that's there mm -hmm. has now got to go. Um, <clears throat> and I'm friends with uh, uh, Walker and his wife. And so... We'll see how that goes. But I, I encourage people. I mean, that's that's where the rubber meets the road. We start thinking about presidential elections and all these big things. You know, this, you know, the courts, that's a big deal in every state. Yeah. That's a major thing. I mean, that's 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 where I mean, just look at what's going on with Trump in New York as well as Georgia and all of that. Um, yeah. that's where this stuff, that's where this these decisions are made, you know. Can I say one more so. thing about the the early voting and the voting process here as we're heading into <clears throat> primary election day? Um it is so important. I've been working at the polls uh, and I've, I have been 
I, I'm working for an organization. Well, I say working. I'm volunteering. I'm doing it all for free. I'm not getting paid anything, but I'm helping uh, right. an organization called Red Wave Texas. And, you know, I have my candidates that I like uh, that are on the list, but I'm certainly not doing any, you know, any official work for any candidates. So I'm I'm working closely with the Mitch Little, uh, you know, campaign because I love him and then he's my, I want him to be my, my house rep. But what I've been seeing at the polls when I'm trying to pass out these red wave voter guides for these people who come in without any sort of documentation, without any, you know, nothing. And I don't know if they know that they can't take their phones in there, but you can't take your phones in there and look up what, who you want to vote for. So don't right. think that you're going to be able to do that. You're not. So we're trying to pass these out to people. And what I find so interesting is that the incumbents come out there and they offer people a sample. Would you like a sample ballot? And then they give people a sample ballot and they've already pre-filled in all of their rhino picks. Right. And these right. people come and they have a sample ballot and they have absolutely no idea who it's from, what that person stands for. Was it from an incumbent? Is this person a rhino? You know, what their record is. They're just saying, oh, would you like a sample ballot? Or here, take in the link letter sample ballot. Well, that's a pay to play thing. So anyone right. who's listed on that endorsement is it's pay to play. So I would just encourage people to know who you like whoever you're getting your voter guide from know what that organization stands for know who they represent if it's coming from someplace like true texas project or red wave texas though things of that nature where you know that these are grassroots conservatives who actually care about the cause take a voter guide from them don't take a random sample ballot from some rhino incumbent who has a staff of like way too many who are going and standing out at every single polling location saying hi would you like a, a conservative sample ballot don't do that because then we're not going to be able to get the rhinos out sorry i just had to yeah. get that off my chest no that's good advice <clears throat> all i gotta say is i'm glad i'm not on the ballot this time <laughs> <laughs> glad i'm I not um i bet but yeah, this is crucial. This is critical in every state, but certainly in Texas. And uh, I encourage folks all around the country, man, pray for Texas, because if Texas falls, I promise you. Because believe it or not, folks, we are a border state. We are a border yeah. state. Every state is a border state at this point. Yeah. But you don't want Texas to fall. Uh, we, we need all the help we can get. So pray, pray, pray if you're not in Texas. But you know what they say on Twitter? You're not from Texas. You're a carpetbagger. None of those people realize that Texas was founded by people who came from somewhere else. But, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I've been here 22 years, longer than some of these internet trolls have been alive. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, if I live here, you know, isn't that, isn't that fascinating, though, before I let you go, isn't that fascinating that these people say, well, you're not from here. Oh, oh, so I, I live here. Am I not allowed to be right. involved in the politics and the policies that actually are going to have an effect on my life. I'm not right. allowed to have use my platform to be outspoken about that. Kiss my ass. These people are so yeah. dumb. They're so um. dumb. And I'm a pro-life guy, and I was conceived in Dallas, so my DNA is Texan. So shut up. <laughs> shut up. Sarah Gonzalez TX is where you can find her on Instagram as well as on X, Twitter, whatever it is. Um, and I want you to go subscribe to Sarah's show on YouTube. I don't like YouTube. I don't care. Go do it anyway. Subscribe. Uh, doing they search? I know they could just search Sarah Gonzalez, but is it is yeah. it is your YouTube cha channel unfiltered? Yes, Sarah yeah, Gonzalez it's, it's, unfiltered. Yes, at Sarah Gonzalez unfiltered is is what it is on YouTube. Okay. All right. I guess I'll see you this weekend. Yes, you will. I'm so excited. I convinced you to come up here for an event. 
Yay. My son rally. is going to be very excited to see you. Yeah, He's coming can't with wait me, to see so. him. Yeah. We get to go to a political rally Sunday, and then I'm going to come on your show on Monday. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll get her done. Um, I, I appreciate you, and I love you. You're my best friend, and I'm thankful for you. Uh, but you're you. not allowed to go anywhere alone, okay? Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Sarah Gonzalez, go find her. Hey, guys, listen, go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. I'm going to be in Cushing, Oklahoma this Saturday night. Check it out. Actually, forget it. It's sold out. Um, you missed your opportunity, all right? Um, but I do have a lot of other dates that are coming, a lot of stuff, especially in the Midwest, and just had eight new offers came in this morning everywhere from New York, Connecticut, Ohio, Nebraska, tons of stuff. I'm going to get busy. Uh, what can I say? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a you know, I'm in demand, I guess, but I hope you guys will come out there and actually prove that point and hang out with me and have some laughs. Watchchad.com. Check it out. What else? What else? is? What am I leaving out? Anything else? Special thanks to uh, Scheider, my producer, the unseen Singaporean. He's over there. I'm sitting across from a POC. I'm, I got a person of color on the show with me. I got a person of color. <laughs> Such a stupid term. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, we live in a chaotic world. Anyway, guys, listen. Don't forget, leave me a five-star rating and a review where podcasts are offered. And please listen, please listen to the Monday and Wednesday podcast episodes. I call them to the point. I try to get straight to it. It's only about 25 minutes long, and I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, Just imagine me sitting naked on a folding lawn chair, okay? I love you guys. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Bye.